Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It's time to place your bets. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia, and it's time for Championship Sunday. Many of us like this even better than the Super Bowl. This is very overloaded, a lot of special guests. I may or may not be singing at the halftime show. We're still working out a guest appearance with me and Rihanna, but we're, we're still looking at the last day of multiple games of football, which is a special time here in the month of January, and we've got... Two outstanding ones. So much for all the Cinderella teams for the most part. Now, Brock Purdy is still kicking the tires on that one. But we've got four teams that are high-end NFL franchises vying for the Super Bowl. So not a lot of, oh, look at this team coming out of nowhere kind of stuff. No, no, no. Uh, the Bengals have won 10 straight games while the 49ers are riding a 12-game winning streak. The Chiefs, 49ers, and Eagles have won 15 games all this season, including in the playoffs, while Cincinnati is 14-4. and four after their Sunday divisional round win over Buffalo. So again, this is not a time for upstarts. This is a time for big dogs. And speaking of big dogs, I got two with me right here. Pat Fitzmorris, Matthew Friedman here to break it all down for you. We're going to do the deep dive in these games. Before we do, just a quick reminder, if you're watching this video on our YouTube channel, comment below and you can win an opportunity to get a free upgrade to our Betting Pros premium package. That's right. Whether you're looking for access to exclusive picks, the top-rated player props, or custom analysis of your own personal betting performance, Betting Pros Premium has the tools to help you cash more bets. Plain and simple, cash more bets. And if you don't want to wait or take your chances, just go to bettingpros.com slash upgrade and go ahead and start betting smarter today, not harder. So gentlemen, big football games ahead of us. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about the wild card in the NFC. This is going to be the three o'clock game. The Eagles will host the 49ers. We beat the Cowboys 19 to 12 in a... Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't call it an amusing game. I would call it a football game, but uh, it was certainly um, had a lot of moments where it didn't look like football. This is the Kyle Shanahan uh, thrice NFL title game in four years and uh, certainly an impressive run with a rookie quarterback in Brock Purdy and a defense led by Nick Bosa. However, Matthew Friedman, I want to start with this. The Philadelphia Eagles kind of blew the doors off the New York Giants last time we saw them. I mean, 38 to seven. This was a butt kicking we got the test of Brock Purdy last week with the Dallas Cowboys defense, and we saw a different version of Brock Purdy that didn't look as good. Brock Purdy's also played a lot of home games of late in good situations against lesser teams. Now he's got to pack up, travel to the Northeast, to Philadelphia, to a number one seed. Are the 49ers up for this task against the Eagles? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I will say that I have projected right now at two and a half. Uh, the sorry, I've projected at one and a half. The the number in the market is two and a half. So mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything significantly bettable right now. But if it moves to three, uh, and it has tested three a couple of times throughout the week at a book mm -hmm. here or there. If it hits three across the market, I think it's a great betting opportunity. If it just tests three a little bit, you got to be on your game. So I would say. You know, set an alert in the betting pros app for mm -hmm. San Francisco plus three. That's what I did earlier in the week. It hit uh, plus three at bet MGM minus 115 odds on Monday. And I bet it there. So I think you will have these opportunities just with different books. They get enough money. They'll test three to see if they meet resistance. They will get 49ers money and they will move back to two and a half. So it stays at two and a half. I don't think you bet it at three. I think you bet it. And yes. The uh, the Brock Purdy experience wasn't as great last week as it yeah. was in previous weeks, but I don't know. We've seen eight games now of Brock Purdy as the primary passer for the 49ers. 
And that's basically half of a, a season's worth of data at this point. Like, I think we've seen enough to be able to say, okay, Brock Purdy isn't like the greatest quarterback in the NFL, but he is good enough within the Kyle Shanahan scheme for them to run the offense the way that they want to run the offense. And his seven starts, so that's including the playoffs, the 49ers have been number one in offensive EPA per play. Like, it's and it's a seven game sample that is not insignificant like they can run their offense the way that they want to and they have the number one defense in the league like I'm not going to say the 49ers should be favored in this spot because there are a number of edges that do point towards the Eagles so namely being at home having an extra day of rest uh, not having played the week before that so there's still like some residual freshness that's built into this uh, you know, the, the Eagles as home favorites are nine, four and one against the spread under Nick Sirianni. So like, yeah, all of that is good, but Kyle Shanahan, this is his spot as a road underdog. He's 20 and 10 against the spread for his career. Like this is the Shanahan spot. And, uh, you know, Jalen hurts. He's great, but he's still dealing with his shoulder injury. Lane Johnson, he's great, but he's still dealing with a groin injury going against Nick Bosa, who's probably the defensive player of the year. I I think the 49ers are the spot here. When it hits three, I think you bet it. Interesting. Uh, I wonder if we could kind of just take out Brock Purdy's name and find some footage of you from a couple of years ago saying the exact same thing about Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, just probably. being good enough to win. Probably kind of feels like it, right? Uh, Fitz, this number opened at two and a half. It is still two and a half right now is... Matthew Friedman was alluding to pay close attention to see if it moves anymore. 45 and a half is the over under. If you like San Francisco for the upset, uh, it is over on the money line right now at uh, plus 126 yesterday. It's plus 125 in the consensus today. So not too much change there. How do you see this game shaking out here, Fitz? Because I have immediately gone and just put the two teams I like together in a little parlay here. And I went right with the Eagles and I went right with the Bengals. So spoiler alert and Goodness knows I was very hyper excited about the Bengals last week um, and made a lot of money on them. But the point is this. Let's talk about it. The Eagles are really good. Are we not giving the Eagles enough credit, especially when Jalen Hurts is right? Because I think we kind of forgot about how good that Eagles team could be for a couple of weeks because we watched Gardner Minshew for a couple of weeks. A little bit of rest, a little bit of reset. And this team came out and just absolutely obliterated a Giants team that was pretty hot, regardless of all the road warrior narrative that they had. They got absolutely embarrassed there on the national stage there by a team that they are very familiar with. They got obliterated. So I feel like the Eagles are kind of on cruise control right now. And as good as the Fort Niners have played, I think this is a tall order for them to go across the country and win this football game. But that being said, do you think it's the two and a half? Do you think it's the money line and put it with something else to make more money? Like, how do you see this game here with the Eagles and 49ers? I'm kind of with you, with you on the Eagles, Joe. I, I do think uh, as evenly matched as these teams are, and not just the Eagles and 49ers, but, you know, all the remaining teams. If, if you look at the look-ahead lines of possible Super Bowl matchups right now on DraftKings, as I was doing before this show, they are all within a point and a half of each other, no matter what the matchup is. And some of them are juiced toward the underdog with those already tight spreads. So people see this, uh, you know, as basically all four of these teams being on very equal footing. To some extent, I agree, but I think Philly maybe does have the most complete team right now. And two fascinating matchups. I mean, you've got on the, when the Eagles have the ball, 
They have the number one rushing DVOA, and they're going against a 49ers defense that is second in DVOA against the run. Um, great matchup there. But yeah, I want to drill down on the Brock Purdy thing. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Friedman mentioned the Brock Purdy experience. I, I believe that's a garage band in Ames, Iowa, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> But so we talked about this a little on last week's show, how Purdy had not faced in any of his previous six starts or in the uh, seventh game where he played a lot after Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt very early. He had not faced a team that was top 12 in DVOA against the pass and Dallas was third. And we saw Purdy, I won't say struggle, but he posted his lowest passer rating of any of his Mm -hmm. starts so far this year, uh, 87.4, which isn't terrible. Uh, but he had he no a couple t- big throws and big spots. Kittle had he that did. bobble catch <laughs> that if it didn't go that way, if he dropped that ball, maybe we're talking a little differently. I don't know. But there were he definitely I want to give him credit. He did make a couple throws, but you're right. It was a significant difference than the guy that we saw in the previous games. Yeah, he was functional and mostly he was mistake free. No interceptions and he only took two sacks. But it's going to be a chore for him to stay mistake-free against this Eagles defense, I think, because this Eagles D, the pass rush is unbelievable. They have 70 sacks this year. The next highest team in sacks, 55. They've got four guys with double-digit sacks this season, Hassan Reddick, Javon Hargreave, Josh Sweat, and Brandon Graham. I mean, they are going to come at Brock Purdy from all angles. Mm -hmm. And then in the back end, they've got the dynamic duo at cornerback of Darius Slay and James Bradbury. They are possibly going to be without Avante Maddox. Their slot corner is questionable, but still just, you know, airtight secondary, great pass rush. So they are going to put Purdy to the test. Um, You know, maybe San Francisco can mitigate that pass rush if they, they can run the ball successfully, but both of the 49ers running backs, Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell are dealing with soft tissue injuries right now. The calf McCaff- issue specifically is very troubling to me yep. because that is a lingering issue and one that could pop up at any moment. Now it's not going to be like in this area where I am not too far from Philly, only an hour. It's going to be, you know, around 50 degrees here. So it's not super cold or anything like that, but the calf injury we've seen many times. That is one that's very tricky sometimes. Yeah, that's McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell as a groin injury. So mm-hmm. um, that's going to be key. Like, are they going to be able to? I'm sure the 49ers would love to run the ball, but um, are they going to be able to do it with these in running backs? Maybe not at full capacity. So I am going to bet the the Eagles this weekend. And, you know, it's maybe one of those games I'd just avoid if it weren't for the fact that we're down to, uh, you know, three NFL games <laughs> left in the season. And I feel compelled to pretty much bet all Couldn't of them. Couldn't wait to bet it. Nope. No avoiding for me. I'm all in. Let's go. <laughs> Let's um, I'm letting it ride. I'm still on a high from last week. Let's yeah, talk I mean, about Jalen Hurts for at home, too, in a second, because 14 touchdowns, four picks, 103 passer rating at home this year. Um, obviously, they were seven and one at home. But, you know, he has really been the better version of himself in this building. Philly's a tough place to play too. I mean, I lived in Philadelphia for four years of college and a couple of years after. Um, and it's a tough environment. You know, I, I saw more David Akers jerseys. Let me just put you up. Then I, then I saw Donovan McNabb jerseys when I was there. Like it was, it was a tough town to get over. They are over this group. This, this town loves this team. They show up. They are excited. You had fans who bought tickets for, I don't know if it was the lacrosse game or whatever it was ahead of time. Did you see this? Like they couldn't get into the parking lot at a certain time. So they bought tickets for that. So they can get in early to tailgate. That's the kind of commitment you get with certain fan bases. The Eagles are going to have that. 
what is the environment potentially and the environment being a place where Jalen Hurts is very comfortable Friedman but also the fan base is a little different this is not you know the bougie white wine drinking kind of San Francisco you know kind of environment here this is the exact opposite of that we're drinking yinglings we're hanging out we're eating cheesesteaks at three in the morning that's this environment it's a very different crowd a very different environment how do you think that the San Francisco 49ers specifically Purdy will deal with that I mean it's it's a road game in in the playoffs conference championship Eagles like yeah that that's going to be a a a pretty jazzed up I don't know why I use that (laughs) phrase jazzed up I've never used that phrase in my life but but I'm so grateful you did yeah so it's going to be a very jazzed up crowd there (laughs) I used it twice you know so we put this for social please like it'll it'll be fairly hostile but like I don't know if it's going to be significantly more hostile than any other road stadium would be given the stakes of what, of what they have going here. Like it's a trip to the Super Bowl. Like any, t- any home team is going to have the full support of their crowd in that game. So I don't think it's playing in Philly versus playing somewhere else. I don't think it's, it's that big of a deal. I would say, what might uh, be a little more of a factor is if there is any like inclement weather. Cause it's, you know, like it's Philly in January, like that could be a bigger thing than if it's like, Oh, you're playing uh, it in the Cowboys home stadium or something like that. But even then, I don't think the weather is going to be that big of a deal. Cause like Brock Purdy played at Iowa state, like he's used mm-hmm. to cold weather. So I, like I don't think yeah, it's road... not even cold. I told you it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be fifty-two degrees yeah. at kickoff. <laughs> yeah. So so like if it were a typical like cold weather Philly game, sure. then I'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe that's a challenge for the road quarterback. But we don't even have that going against Purdy in this spot. So I I don't think the the road factor is much of a significant thing like relative to any other stadium that they would be playing in. The link is a is a loud place. It's a tough place. It's a fan base that's that is going to be ready uh, for this. Like I said, it's it's not the same as going to play a game against the Chargers, you know, or, yeah. or some of those. There's the, there are still some places out there that really are not great. Uh, I would say representative fan bases in their buildings where it makes a big factor and a big difference. Philadelphia, I still think, is one of those places. I mean, the, the Phillies prove that. Uh, over that stretch too it's just it can be a very tough place and i think it's gonna be a real test i'm gonna give purdy a lot of credit if he can get past this and get this team to the super bowl especially with both those running backs with injuries uh so standalone betting on this game how do you feel about the over under fits when we take a look at this number i want to get your opinion on that too uh the number is 46 and a half are you over under staying away where are you i'm a little bit on the under here I've got it projected at 46. And uh, as I mentioned, like that pass rush going against Brock Purdy, making things difficult for him. I kind of don't see the 49ers lighting up the scoreboard. And I'd be pretty surprised if the Eagles uh, crested 30 points in this game, too. Um, You know, I kind of think this one's going to be maybe in the low 20s, um, you know, maybe something like a 24-17 type of game. Uh, yeah, I kind of like the under here. I, both of these defenses are fantastic. How about you, Freeman? Where are you at with the over/under number? 
Yeah, I was projected at 47.2. Uh so I'm slightly to the over, but like I got to say I'm not I'm not betting it. Like I just I, I want to avoid overs in this spot. In the postseason outdoor unders are 96, 75 and 4 against the spread for like the past 20 years. This has been the most profitable season uh for the past 20 years for unders betters. Uh so I, you know, the divisional round underwent 4-0 last week. I don't know. Like I can see the the bull case for the over. Like Brock Purdy, since he's been the starter, the 49ers are number one in offensive EPA. Jalen Hurts is number three in composite EPA and completion percentage over expectation. Like both of these teams in a vacuum can put up points, but both of them have top four defenses. So like this could turn into a slow-paced, ground-based type of game. And I just don't really want to have any exposure to that. Okay, let's see what kind of exposure you want to the AFC wildcard game. Cincinnati travels to Kansas City. The Chiefs reach the AFC championship for the fifth consecutive season uh, with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Very impressive, no doubt about that. Uh, impressive, too. The guts and guile of Patrick Mahomes dealing with that high ankle sprain, coming back, having that big-time moment there. Crowd gets excited, and, you know, he ran when he had to. He did the best he could, but high ankle sprains are no joke. We get all the information that... Andy Reid saying he's doing all the normal practice things. And in case I, you're asking, I might have to even pull him back from a few things. That's what he's saying so far. Uh, Kelsey was incredible. 14 catches for 98 and two touchdowns in that game. Cincinnati took it to the Bills. The Bills had no answer for Joe Burrow. They had no answer for uh, the defense of um, the Cincinnati Bengals at all. Uh, Joe Burrow is now 5-1 and one in the postseason. Uh, and the defense has been a real difference maker. 10-game winning streak here uh, on late. They uh, Cincinnati has beat Kansas City three times in the last two seasons, by the way, too. And the Chiefs have struggled with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, 72% completion percentage in his passes, on average 327 uh, with eight touchdowns. He actually has the highest uh, QB rating of his career against the Kansas City Chiefs of any team he's played. Fun fact there. You got to love that. So Joe Burrow feels like no moment is too big for him. Patrick Mahomes certainly is a, is a warrior. There's no doubt about that. This is a fascinating contest here. It's practically a pick em. Uh, We had this game open up at uh, one, state is at one right now over on the Kansas City side, plus one. Um, now, here's my question to you guys here. 47 and a half is the over-under. I'm getting even money on Kansas City. Fitz, let's start with you on this one. We know Patrick Mahomes, great leader, incredible performance. There's a lot of adrenaline in that moment in what's going on. We're now days after this injury. How much of that limitation is going to take effect in how you approach this game and the wagering in it? Because these two teams are very close. It is a road game for the Cincinnati Bengals, but they proved last year they are road warriors in that sense. No spot really intimidates them, and they have so much confidence going into Kansas City. What's your take on all these factors going into this game? Because there are a lot of things at play. Yeah, and the Mahomes injury is really the big one, Joe. And um, I am kind of shocked that the Bengals are favored in this one in Kansas City. And um, I asked our injury expert at Fantasy Pros, Dr. Deepak Chona, what he <laughs> thought about this and how it might affect Mahomes. And he said uh, that we might see some limitations for Mahomes, especially moving outside the pocket Straight line movement should be reasonably well tolerated, but changing direction and accelerating will probably be most affected. I think that he'll uh, they'll limit it'll limit his rushing potential when the play breaks down. But, you know, he said he saw Mahomes have a little bit 
difficulty, a little bit of difficulty planting when he threw last week, and he expects that to be improved by Sunday. And he thinks Mahomes is going to be able to move around relatively well in the pocket, um, you know, and adding his ability to throw from different arm angles. Dr. Chona did not expect to see much of a limitation on Mahomes. Um, but he did mention the possibility, although not likely, uh, if someone hits Mahomes or lands on his ankle, all bets are off, of course. So well, there's also a weakness there, too. As somebody who's had a high ankle sprain in their life before, the re-injury factor is very high because I did yeah. that. And I was told that was actually a very common thing that you think it's feeling better. And then it's there's a weakness there for quite some time afterwards. The the Joe Burrow situation, too, you know, going into Buffalo being that team. Does it feel to you, Fitz, that you're getting a Bengals team that is just so confident in itself and a Chiefs team that has all these expectations and a Bengals team that, again, nobody thought they would be back and nobody thought they would be there. They got off to a slow start and they're just like, "Uh uh-huh, I hear you. And then they're coming out and and kicking ass and taking names again, basically. Let's call what it is. Do we not give the Bengals enough credit, maybe? I mean, I know the line is, but... At the same time, the Bengals seem like a really dangerous team, and it feels like the tension is all in Kansas City and all of the confidence is over on Cincinnati. That's how I see it. But how do, you, how do you feel about that emotional state of these two teams right now? No question the Bengals have a certain je ne sais quoi about them, Joe. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, and I mean, they are definitely feeling confident and uh, you know, like they – have taken hits and been unfazed. They lost uh, Chidobi Awuzie in their secondary, and their past defense has been fantastic without Amazing. one of the yeah. better corners in the NFL. Last, uh, they lost two starters on the offensive line on top of Lael Collins, who had gotten hurt in week 13 or whatever. So they're down three offensive starters. They pushed around the Buffalo Bills defensive line mm-hmm. last week. I mean, Bills linemen looked like they were on roller skates at times last week. And maybe the snow helped with that or whatever. But clearly, like those guys were fired up and well coached and had a great game plan. So, yeah, I mean, they're playing with a lot of confidence. But at the same time, Joe, like, I mean, I do find it kind of interesting that obviously the Mahomes injury has weighed heavily into this point spread. But but betters and the betting market seem completely unperturbed by those Bengals offensive line injuries. And no, they didn't really come into play last week, but maybe they come into play this week. And and maybe if we get a dry field uh, in Kansas City uh, where the defense has a little bit better footing and it's supposed to be cold in Kansas City this weekend, like 17 degrees, but no Mm -hmm. precipitation. uh, Maybe we see that offensive line struggle a little bit more and um yeah i don't know the chiefs had 55 sacks so they were a distant second behind the eagles in sacks this past year or this past regular season they can absolutely get out after the quarterback uh fifth highest pressure rates Bengals gave up 40 sacks tied for 11th most true. so um yeah it's really an interesting matchup here joe and uh i i do think the Bengals are legit. Wouldn't surprise me at all if they won this game. That said, I'm kind of on the other side here. All right, Friedman, you've been patiently waiting, assessing this game for several days now. How do you feel this one shapes up? What is your approach on this side? Again, the number is uh, one over on the side where the Kansas City Chiefs are one point underdogs at home. 47 is the number. If you like the Chiefs on the money line, it's even money. What's your approach? This is a really intriguing line here. 
and uh, it opened. So there are different ways of thinking about how how lines open. Different books release lines at different times, but the the first book to put this line out there had it Kansas City minus three, and very quickly, like within the matter of minutes, this got bet to two, and then to one and a half and one. Uh, and then it slowly flipped to the other side with Cincinnati favored. But, you know, when I saw on Sunday that this was Kansas City minus one, I bet that immediately because I thought that that was a wild number that was certainly <laughs> a mistake. Uh, not like a mistake in terms of like the book said it wrong, but that the market, you know, kind of short term was making a mistake and was reading too much into the Mahomes injury and that this would move back towards Kansas City. I didn't know if it would get to Kansas City minus three, but I thought this is going to move my my direction towards Kansas City. It's so funny you said that too, because like my initial instinct is as soon as I saw that the Bengals were underdogs, I bet it on the money line. I said, yep, let's go. And now I'm so glad I did because it's moved so far in the other direction. It's so funny how we could all see them in different ways. So that being said, now that you have it where it is, does it move further at all in the next few days? Well, this, I think, I think that this is a head fake. I, I will just say that so like there are there are betting groups that put millions of dollars in play and have access to a ton of accounts. And every once in a while, a situation comes up where they fake out the books to set up a move at the end of the week. And so early in the week, when limits are lower, right, let's say like 10000 to $30,000 at sports books, they will max out a bet in different accounts and move the line in one direction. And it feels like that is what has happened here. And then now, because this got to Cincinnati minus two and a half at one point. And by the way, if you did not tease at that point, Kansas City up to plus eight and a half and San Francisco up to eight and a half, you are un-American. I don't know what to say. I, I don't know what else to say. If you did not do that, because that was like, that is this week, what the teaser was last week, where everyone was teasing uh, Philly and teasing Kansas City like just everyone was doing that we are perfectly we were perfectly in that zone of teasing through two key numbers with uh San Francisco and the Chiefs arguably the better teams like you know so that was perfect that opportunity is gone because it has now moved from uh as you mentioned Cincinnati two and a half back to uh Cincinnati favored just by one so that mm -hmm. teaser opportunity is now gone I think this will continue to move to Kansas City I think if the books weren't set up by sharp groups with these early week moves getting it all the way to two and a half even if they weren't set up by that move they're starting to take money on Kansas City because that is the only reason uh, why they would move the line back towards Kansas City, starting to take more and more money on the Chiefs. And as we get more news of Patrick Mahomes, like practicing, Patrick Mahomes continuing to look good, they, I believe, will continue to take more and more Kansas City money. So if you like Kansas City, I think you bet them now because that number is only going to move towards Kansas City. And I, I also have to say, I think there is a massive overreaction in this line to what we saw out of Cincinnati last week. Like, Joe, you were on Cincinnati. I, I liked Cincinnati. I know Fitz was on Buffalo, so maybe for him it's a little more of an adjustment. Uh, but I wasn't really surprised by what we saw out of Cincinnati last week. Now, the, the offensive line issues that they had, I didn't think that they would be exploited by the Bills' defensive line. This, as Fitz mentioned, is a different defensive line for the Chiefs. They have the guys to exploit the weaknesses now 
that yeah, the Bengals have in the offensive line. So I am very much on Kansas City in this spot. I think Mahomes is going to play. Andy Reid already said basically on Sunday that it was likely Mahomes was going to play. We saw Mahomes finish the end of the game on Saturday with the ankle. Now I know like there's swelling and so fine recovery time, sure. whatever. But you know, instead of it being seven days, they have that extra day. They have the eighth day for him to rest with an ankle injury. That extra day actually makes a pretty big difference. So well, here's I think, the question. I think we, we deal with Mahomes. so many of the yeah. high ankles this year. I mean, that was like the that was the injury du jour this year yeah. in the fantasy community, right? These guys missed months at times with these injuries. And I understand the quarterback position is very different than say the running back position or or the wide receiver position. However, with the way Patrick Mahomes plays quarterback too, and the athleticism he brings to that position. Does it limit him at the very least of what he can do? Is that a danger of falling into the other trap of saying, oh, you know what? He's going to be fine. You to tape it up. He's, he's a tough guy, all this stuff. He already came back and played from it. But what are the limitations on his game? Because so much of Patrick Mahomes' game is about extending time in the pocket. It is maneuvering around. It's making these trick throws. It's doing these things that are inhuman. When you make him more human, does that make him a little less appealing to invest in? Yeah, certainly. I mean, he, he, I imagine will be limited. He won't be able to do all of the Patrick Mahomesian type of things, but they have a week to prepare for that. Like they know that, and they are going against an opponent that they have played three times in the past 13 months. Like they have a pretty good sense of what they're going to get out of the Bengals defense. So even though it is an injured Patrick Mahomes, it's still Patrick Mahomes. Like even if he had no scrambling ability, he would probably still be the best pocket passing quarterback in the NFL. So at anything under three, I think this is highly bettable for Kansas City. Okay. So what about this 47 here, Fitz? We're at the number of 47. What are your thoughts on this one? Do you think – with the cold, with the sacks, with the limitations potentially on the, they can get to this number. I mean, it's not a huge number. 47 to me feels like an over, but where are you with this one? Yeah, it seems like this is being brought down by the Mahomes injury and maybe to some extent those Bengals offensive line injuries. So I'm kind of on the over. Um, as I told Freeman before the, Friedman before the show that I am heavily invested in the premise that Patrick Mahomes is still going to be really good this week. And if he's not, I'm going to lose a lot of money because I'm betting the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm betting the over. I'm betting the Patrick Mahomes over on yardage, which normally you see in the low 300s and is at 273.5 last I checked. Um, and here was an interesting bet. And this is, uh, you know, I, I do buy what Friedman is talking about in his uh you know conspiracy theory about a possible setup <laughs> for a big I was really Chiefs. that was that was some like oh, intense no, I, Netflix special kind of stuff there. Like I want to see a documentary about these guys and oh, the movers and shakers. Yeah, that I know ha- it does, but I I want I want more of it. This is great. But I also do think the Patrick Mahomes pessimism is real because the, there was a special on DraftKings that I just bet where it is most passing yardage of the four remaining quarterbacks the rest of the way, and the odds were Joe Burrow plus one ten, Brock Purdy plus one twenty. Patrick Mahomes plus 900 and Jalen Hurts plus 1200. You know, I I slammed that Patrick Mahomes bet. Is that still up? That is a bet basically saying that the Chiefs do not make the Super Bowl. 
right? Because if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, Mahomes is almost certain to win that right. that bet. I was I was stunned by that number. Just stunned. Hey. So obviously, like the Patrick Mahomes pessimism is real. Um, but for that reason, I think if if we had a fully healthy Patrick Mahomes, what would this total be set at? Like 52, 53? Yes. And we're seeing it at 48 Probably, and a half. Yeah. I would think 52 at the minimum for sure. I do not think this ankle injury is worth like three and a half to four and a half points. So I I really like the over. Six and a half on some spots too. I'm looking at bettingpros.com. Excuse me. It's 47. Sugar House, you're getting 46 and a half. So Uh, we're talking about. You're getting 46 and a half. So five or six points based on this injury. Yeah, it just seems like it's way too much. Uh, So I I like the over Would you run to those other spots for even where it's still 46 and a half even? Yeah, I mean, it has I mean, that's a 27 up. 20 game. That, that's an easy, that is an easy score yeah. right there that you can yeah. see in this game. It's moved up to even 47 and a half at FanDuel. And I think, again, we will continue to see this line move up as we get news of, you know, Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's, if he's not practicing fully, it's like, oh, well, at least he's there in practice. They are preparing for him to play in this game. I think we will continue to see this number move up. And, 47. I mean, it's unreal. Uh, This was 53 and a half when these teams met in week 13 and they combined for 51 points. Uh, Again, I do expect Mahomes to play. Now I can say I can see, I can see the reason for the under, Oh, by the way, when these two teams played uh, last year, week 17, they combined for 65 points in the conference championship last year, 51 points in overtime. Mm -hmm. So again, 47 is just way too low, but I can see a case for the under in that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Mahomes doesn't play and maybe the Bengals do struggle more on offense than we would expect given their offensive line injuries and the the strength of the defensive line for the Chiefs. So, like, I can see why this is at 47, given just what we're seeing in the news right now, like the current environment. But um, I think this number continues to move up. I'm probably not going to bet it. Like, if I'm going to invest in the idea that Mahomes is playing in this game, I would just rather bet on the Chiefs. But as, like you could go full fits and if you think Mahomes is playing yeah you could also bet the over here that that is highly that correlated 900 with, number yeah. that's yeah. what I want Spe- like and speaking of full fits uh Friedman I know you said I was I would be un-American if I did not tease the Chiefs <laughs> when they were plus two and a half I teased them at one and a half with the over is good is, enough am I still American <laughs> you're you're American okay good yeah on that note <laughs> one more question for you guys uh, are you putting these two games together in any way, shape, or form? Uh, are you isolating them? Fits real quick for the people out there. You, anything that you want to, you know, you want to take the over on the Kansas City game. You want to take, um, you know, the Eagles on the point side. Like, wh- what are you looking at? Are you, if you're putting these two games together, anything at all? I've not put anything together as of yet. I've I've treated them as separate entities, Joe. I'm not. Uh, okay. My my only parlay was that teaser with the uh, Chiefs okay. and the over. How about you, Friedman? Any because I know you know everyone's sitting around. We only got two games left. It's not like last week where we still had four. You know, people sometimes like to you know have a fun time there. Plus, if you get things right in the first one, you know sometimes some places give you that incentive to cash out, and you've already made some money. Uh, I know yeah. I did that with the Cowboys last week. <laughs> as soon as they went ahead, I cashed out of that bad boy and said thank you very much, and stands in my way out of that. And immediately after, they missed the extra point, and I said thank goodness I did. I could see where this game is going. So. My question to you, putting these games together in any way, shape or form? Yeah, so the teaser I mentioned earlier, if uh, Kansas City 
like pops back up to one and a half uh, as underdogs, then that's very teasable. I would say, you know, put Kansas city and San Francisco together in a teaser. Um, but uh, I do think, you know, if you are interested, if you do think Mahomes plays, I think you could go full fits on it. You, you parlay the over full fits, with Kansas city, uh, whether it's the money line or the spread. And then I think you probably take the over like in a same game parlay with the over on Mahomes passing yardage. Uh, that's very possible. And then I think like, I like San Francisco. Uh, if they win, it could be a lower scoring type of game. Like that could be a defensive focused type of game with San Francisco. So I'm probably not going to parlay that, but mm-hmm. I like, I could see taking uh, San Francisco on the money line or the spread and then parlaying that with the under. Don't forget to stay on top of everything that's moving in the betting world with our Betting Pros app and go premium at bettingpros.com slash upgrade today. That's smarter, not harder with Betting Pros. Again, go check it out, bettingpros.com slash upgrade. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for Matthew Friedman, Pat Fitzmorris. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Enjoy your championship Sunday.